0: Welcome to the Film Coterie. I'm Roger. And I'm Adam. And this is episode number 95,
1: almost to 100, Adam. Getting closer, inching closer by the week.
0: (laughs) This is our Top Gun Maverick edition. 36
1: years in the making.
0: Can you believe it? You and I were both two years old when (laughs) Top Gun came out originally.
1: (laughs) I don't know (laughs) if that math holds up.
0: It doesn't closer for you than me my friend
1: (laughs) so this is a movie that if you followed was in development hell forever oh yeah and then it ended up in covid hell for another two years yes and now it's finally on screens it's on a great weekend it's coming out here over memorial day and uh we'll have to see if they nailed the landing (laughs) on this one
0: we'll have to see my friend uh we um the original came out in 86 and they've been trying since 88 to make the sequel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, let us uh, we have to address this. The first one they managed to somehow shoot for 15 million.
0: Yeah. That wasn't, that was less than what Tom made on the movie this time.
1: <laughs> yes. And I, I believe the Navy had even chipped in and provided a lot of stuff for free because they viewed it as a recruitment opportunity.
0: And they still should maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, anyway, uh, if you are listening to the Film Coterie podcast for the first time, we are a general movie podcast. Adam and I review everything from scary to fun to family friendly all the way across the board. We, we see them all. And on this week's docket was a promotional screening for Top Gun. So Top Gun Maverick. And so w- this is going to be spoiler free. Is that right, Adam? Or are we going right. to and spoil it?
1: We'll leave it for the most part spoiler free. There's nothing really here you could spoil. You know, you're still going to have fun with this movie no matter what you really know about it.
0: That's true. Yeah. There's no
1: Star Wars reveals. No one's anyone's dad that we didn't know about. There's no secret families.
0: (laughs) Well, isn't that a spoiler just in itself then by saying that? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. If I had the whole movie spoiled, I'd still probably. I would enjoy the cheese. only thing missing was a fine wine to go with this cheese (laughs) in this film, buddy.
1: And some theaters offer that. You can get a glass (laughs) of wine and watch this. It might go better with the Budweiser. but
0: I think so. There's nothing more American than Budweiser and Top Gun films.
1: (laughs) It's a perfect pairing.
0: (laughs) Well, I I think by our laughing and and, and stuff, I think both of us would say that we enjoyed this film.
1: Yeah. uh, If you've seen The Buzz, I'd say The Buzz is correct. This is a weapons grade nostalgia hit oh yeah and they they definitely knew what they were doing with this script it's <laughs> it's going to please audiences of Top Gun the former and people that have never seen it before are still going to have probably just as much fun with this film
0: yep you know they were saying last week that they hoped that Downton Abbey was the film that would bring the gray hairs back to the theater I think Top Gun is the film that will do it for sure <laughs> <laughs> I was I I I do a weekly breakfast with some older guys my age. Actually, all of them are older than me. So that we're talking late 50s, early 60s for all of them. And every one of them was excited to go back to see the sequel because most of them took their wives on their first date to see this film Brave. before they got married or shortly after they were married. And so I think this is going to be a huge hit with the older crowd. And you know, a few of the younger crowd will enjoy it as well, too, I think.
1: I think this is a good movie to take your kids to and introduce them to it. Um, it. It certainly works. I mean, this is a movie that you could wait for it to hit Paramount plus at home, but I think there's certainly value on seeing it on the biggest, loudest screen you can find in town.
0: If you can find I- IMAX or Dolby Atmos or any of those, it's going to be well worth it uh, because of the fight of jet scenes and the, all the good action that happens.
1: And a lot of these, if you haven't followed any of the features or anything about the making of this film, a lot of the action was actually filmed in real flight sequences. There's still CG in the movie, obviously. Sure. But a lot of the flight stuff is real in camera. Um, All the actors had to learn how to light themselves, set up their cameras and act while up there on runs.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: And that's real G-force pressing on their faces and they're reacting to stuff and it it's just stunning to look at. I'll say on an IMAX screen, it's a real rush. A lot of those flight sequences.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you had mentioned something to us, or somebody did in our group that went to see it, that they had to have the vomit bags with them and, and yes. do takes between vomiting and throwing up because most of us are not used to 6, 8, 10 Gs and riding around in an F-18.
1: In the back seat, right? And trying to yes. act like you're flying it. So a few of the actors had joked that they had to, you know, they got sick, they had to vomit and then stash their vomit bag and keep going with the take because, you know, they had limited runs while they're up in the air. Right. And then sure. they couldn't even check the footage till they got back on the ground.
0: So what is it, Adam, about Top Gun? And, you know, this is going to be just kind of a quick review of the film. And not a whole lot doesn't need to be set, said about it because it's going to be a big hit in here in the States. But what is it about Top Gun? that just so connects with America, I, you know, what, what are, is there certain high points that you think people just resonate with, or what is it?
1: Well, I think what it does is it connects just to the innate coolness of fighter jets. It understands what we all love about him, about the rush, you know, and seeing a character like Maverick, that's just someone different in the air. You know, he's the best pilot. He's something else when he's up there and the film really understands the experience and knowing that we'd all love to be able to go on one of those rides and just experience right. that. So mm-hmm. it can tap into that it's it's patriotic. It's fun. I mean, it's almost distilled Americana into a film.
0: Sure. And that was in the
1: first one and it's certainly true for this one.
0: And and it's and it does it in a way where it doesn't become preachy about America, which I think is uh, good. You know, some films kind of in their patriotism become a little preachy and then it it kind of yeah leaves you with the yeah you kind of a bad taste in your mouth but this just does it in the right way this is just good old fun
1: you it's know, front us- and center and yeah. just not forced i think that kind yeah. of makes the difference yeah and they're, I would they're agree. playing it safe i mean this is a movie that's going to play around the world so the bad guys in this film are an unnamed nation they never tag whether yeah. this is north korea russia anybody this is just yeah. an unknown nation that our best of the best pilots have to run a well, it's probably the most ridiculous part of the movie, but this mission—you're gonna laugh when you see this—and we're not gonna spoil it. No, we won't and spoil it. You have to turn your brain off. No, the mission doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but it wouldn't be the same movie without it.
0: Come on, it's it's Top Gun. So you gotta you gotta go into this realizing don't try to let anything make you know. In in two minutes, we could have fixed the whole problem of this movie if anybody had half a brain, you know, kind of a deal. But. It wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been fun. What's fun no. is seeing an old, old aged fighter pilot Maverick, who was the best of the best. Does he still have what it takes? And uh, you know, can he complete the mission? And that's what we all want to see. How does, you know, and, 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 there's no secret about this. He has thrown together with a, you know, a, a bunch of young recruits that are, have come out of the Top Gun school. So there's a generational thing going on here as well. So.
1: And he's about the only returning character. Uh, there's no Meg Ryan. There's no Kelly McGillis. They've brought in Jennifer Connelly, who's aging as well as Tom Cruise, to play the love interest here. Um, you know, when you compare the two movies, there's going to be differences here. This one had a much bigger budget. The action is all better in this film. But I think you'd have to give it to the original if you talk for the romantic subplot and the music.
0: Yeah, I would agree. You
1: know, those are the weaker parts of this new movie when compared to the old one, but... I mean, I got to say this, for a movie that's a 30-year gap-in-time sequel, this is right. up there with Fury Road, that these directors and these talent behind the originals can come back and produce something like this after 30 years.
0: Well, yeah. And tap
1: into that same vein is just really impressive.
0: Yeah, I agree totally. But you have to remember, too, that a lot of the principles behind this movie are handpicked by Tom Cruise from his Mission Impossible series as well, too. So Chris these query people- yep. Yeah, these are people he's familiar with, that he enjoys working with, that know how he likes to work. And so that makes the process a lot easier. Um, I will say, though, if you've seen the first movie, there is a lot of callbacks. Yes. There is many, many, many callbacks to the original. Uh, uh, it, it, some, some scenes exactly framed the same callbacks kind of deal. And so, yeah, that that's fun. Does this movie borderline on going over the edge as far as the cheese factor? Yes, it definitely does. (laughs) But You just kind of have to, you know, I I don't think I've seen Tom Cruise in a film smile more than in this film.
1: Well, he did a lot in Top Gun. And I got to say, I think he does a pretty, I haven't seen him in close proximity. Right. But I think he does a great job of just slipping right back into the role of Maverick, Pete Mitchell. And this feels like Pete Mitchell. You'd never question it. You know, when we watched the Bill and Ted movie last year, um, it felt like Keanu really couldn't get back in character. Right. You know, he was kind of stilted and, and not quite the same, but here it's effortless. I mean, Tom Cruise is one of the last remaining movie stars, and he proves his worth in this one because he pulls it off. Charming, scruffy nerf herder. He's got a lot of things going, <laughs> going for him. Here is the rebellious Maverick. Oh, he yeah. He it in 86. He still has it now.
0: Yep, absolutely. Only it's a, it's a different kind of rebellion. It is not necessarily, it's a, um, it, it, the big question I guess for him is, do I belong in the Navy anymore? Do I belong? Am I a dinosaur? Everybody thinks I am, but you know, maybe the question is, does the Navy need, you know, Maverick kind of deal. And so there's just some fun, just really good fun, good summer movie, take your take your take your significant other take your buddies whatever go see this uh have some popcorn drink a beer or two and just enjoy the nostalgia of this film
1: now maybe we can do a little bit of inside baseball here and talk about some more production stuff because if you followed the production of this movie at all you knew that there was a script that had been floating around that no one was happy with it involved drones And while I haven't seen the script, it was my understanding that Top Gun had to face off against drones in competition and show that humans still had a superiority in combat situations.
0: Terrible idea.
1: Right. And they never went forward on it, but I have a sneaking suspicion. The first third of this film is from that script because there's a sudden shift and it's, it's a little bit jarring because you have Maverick flying a, some kind of stealth, super fast plane Right. And you have this Ed Harris character that's the admiral that's riding on him. That all vanishes. And they mentioned drones, you know, at the beginning of the movie. And after that, no mention of drones again. Ed Harris is completely vanished. So I wonder if that oh, was replaced, the last.
0: Replaced with John Hamm as was, the new. Yeah. You know, and Hamm is good daddy. in this film. Yeah. He is. Nobody can, I, nobody can scowl like John Hamm.
1: I just have to wonder if they kept the first third. And then they saw the Force Awakens and they thought, you know, we could take some of this DNA, we can replicate the first movie, bring back the familiar relationships, have some cameos, and and just kind of repackage it with some more sheen.
0: So so are you implying that they secretly brought JJ Abrams in to show them how to go back and call back to the original? <laughs>
1: From the nostalgia, yes, but there's no mystery box here. They didn't leave us with any unanswered (laughs) mysteries. Oh, man. The other funny thing I heard people pointing out is that the subtitle Maverick doesn't make any sense. Because it's not like this film is about him when the last one wasn't. (laughs) You know, it's not like a focus on his character. The first movie was certainly about him. So I I think they just didn't want to call it Top Gun 2.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you know. Top Gun Maverick. if there's one person we all know, you know, maybe Maverick, Ice, Goose. Those are the big three from the first right. one. You know, so yeah,
1: no, But <laughs> I, I gotta stress. I mean, if you're if you feel comfortable going to the theater now, this one is worth your ticket price wholeheartedly. Absolutely. Get the popcorn. Get the soda. Treat yourself.
0: And you might want to shop around for where you go to see this, right?
1: We saw some different pricing. This could be another incident of surge pricing where theaters can set their own rates uh where we were it was about 15 a ticket at another theater in town it was 21 dollars a ticket yeah so, so
0: yeah check around maybe they're gonna this is the dreaded surge pricing we've talked about on earlier episodes it maybe happened that's, with batman
1: the yeah, batman maybe,
0: that, maybe that's coming
1: and this could be paramount dipping their toe into it well, it's not really the studio. It is the, the theater chains that could sure. set the prices. Yeah. So I yeah. want to be clear on that.
0: Yeah. But anyway, fun film. Really enjoyed it. Would highly recommend it. I, I think this is a very outside of some, a little bit of language. This is pretty clean film. I mean, it's pretty, pretty family friendly, you know?
1: Yeah. There's, there's no I mean, nudity. If you've,
0: been, if you've been to third grade, you've heard it. <laughs> If you made it to third grade, everything that's said in this film, you probably heard in worse.
1: The romantic subplot is primarily played for jokes and levity, and
0: it's all most of it's all implied, you know. Right. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: No, and we saw a lot of dads bringing their kids to this screening. That's kind of what I noticed.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: If this isn't the dad movie of the year, I don't know what will be. <laughs>
0: yeah i i hope so man you know it's fun and you know this is our this is our summer kickoff you know i'm excited summer movies are here i mean we've got oh we have jurassic park down the pipe we've got thor love and thunder down the pipe i mean this the big boys are are coming out you know yep it's gonna be exciting
1: and i just gotta say i mean i i think this has been a stellar movie year so far
0: yeah it's been great
1: Now, the advantage is we're seeing some movies now that have been held back, and that's probably a testament to their quality. You know, if they had been of lesser quality, the studios may have dumped them to a streamer or gotten rid of them early. So they've held on to their best poker hands, and we're now getting the benefit of that. Um, It seems like by at this point, we haven't seen normally as many good to great films that we've seen this year. You know, we're just finishing May, and I've already got a handful that I think could make my top 10 list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And... We got a little sneak peek of next year's new mission impossible
1: over a year away. <laughs> That's next uh, July.
0: Oh man. yep. Yeah. So Tom's just going to keep, he's going to just keep knocking them out isn't he? until he can't anymore.
1: Well, I mean, he bounced between this and then filming a back-to-back mission impossible series. Cause the next one, part seven is coming in two parts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't know that until I saw the trailer and I was like, Oh, so they're going to do a two parter
1: we'll see yep i don't know if we're we're really gonna shut the door on ethan hunt
0: yeah for sure (laughs) well adam i think this is about as good a place as any to wrap up any parting thoughts on top gun maverick
1: uh I'm, i'm more curious to hear the female perspective on it i was trying to surf around a little bit today and i didn't see much most of the reviewers so far i've seen are male um I think this movie's made some strides. I think there's a really good pilot in the program Phoenix that gets a lot of screen time. Jennifer Connelly is kind of in a thankless role. She's good in it, but she's just she's there to serve a purpose and not yeah. have much depth to her.
0: But it could have been completely thankless. At least they give her some some yes. good some good lines and some good parts, you know, so Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it isn't it isn't a great role. Uh, you know, that's obvious so but no i like it i i you know i'm i'm uh would recommend and uh i it's just a lot of summer fun right there with top gun maverick all right anything else adam
1: i think that wraps it for me
0: all right man well this has been the film coterie we'll see you guys next time